Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. Oh, sorry, PJS cast. I'm your host, Pierce. Shut up. Alongside of my good pals, uh, Schmitty and uh, Jimmy. And we wish a very happy birthday to Jimmy. Yeah. Woo! Happy what? Balloons. I didn't He's get finally any taller, so. He can ride the big rides, fellas. Yeah. I, I didn't get any taller, so it's not really a, not really a happy birthday, but it's a birthday. Uh, Bro, I appreciate that. at Six Flags. Dude, I'm still at five foot. I, want, I can't really do that. <laughs> What are you talking about? Uh, also, family guy yesterday high. what's up? You should talk about how you watched Family Guy High Holy yesterday. <laughs> oh my god. Because oh I want to tie this into something I was watching yesterday. Yeah, I was very... Uh, I was uh, smoking the devil's lettuce and uh, my friend put on... Whoa, Jimmy's canceled. You can't wow. do that. Yeah. Whoa, canceled on his birthday. Whoa. Oh, fuck, man. At least I'm off the PJS cast and I can go to the PJ's <laughs> cast. Um, but they put on Family Guy, like the newer seasons, and for whatever reason, when I'm uh, in that zone, I'm a little more uh, aware, and every single scene, it really is like the, it felt like you took the worst comedic writers and gave them a big line of crack and said, just go crazy, we don't give a shit, they're gonna watch it. It is so unbelievably unfunny like it's so self-referential and like there's no characters there's no consistency it's just we're gonna it's like it's not even family guy like you just have like a bunch of skits and jokes that you're just gonna slap onto this ip it's so fucking bad that's my very meaningful and passionate rant 
Like I, I'm actually perfectly fine talking about it on here because holy shit, I hated that. I hated every minute of that. That was horrible. Like I can't believe that that's airing on TV and that people stop and they're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down and watch this today. This is what I'm gonna watch. I can't imagine that. If you do, man, like honestly, like honestly, power to you, power to you that you can enjoy it. Yeah, like nothing wrong with that for me. I could never do it. Are you just like you don't know? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like people have their things. I have my things, but holy shit, it's not. It's not New Family Guy. I've learned that. No. The fact that SpongeBob, Family Guy, and Simpsons have been drawn out this long makes me very sad. Like those There's shows were so good at the beginning. Real fucking long. Like season thirty-two. <laughs> I think it's longer than my older than my brother. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Like, really? like my parents weren't adults when the simpsons first came up that's how long it's been <laughs> they didn't, they didn't fornicate you like oh no. crazy it was another decade till i was born i think when the simpsons premiered <clears throat> it sucks because like honestly i never i didn't grow up with any of those shows my uh, my family didn't let me watch like adult swim and stuff like that you know like every parent has their things but um as i got older i i found the shows in the early seasons and they're so good like the early seasons yep. are just so full of heart even family guy is such a you know a show that likes to be offensive even then like it just kind of had this weird heart to it it was enjoyable you could tell that the people loved making it and it's obviously that goes for the simpsons what a great show that used to be oh like the first 10 seasons are incredible oh, it's oh, so yeah. good it's so good and it and now it's built this aesthetic that even 13 year olds of generation z are making like sad edits and stuff and like <laughs> bart is like this sort of like um like this bart in a hoodie this, with... yeah kind of like this <laughs> drug icon in a weird way like he's like a stoner icon that's the word i'm looking for it's really weird how that is but it's but it just is what it is simpsons are every like they're everywhere SpongeBob's everywhere. SpongeBob is literally every meme. It's the only guy is pop culture. Pop culture. That was this generation. Like it really was. There was a really great. There was a scene. Um, I was watching yesterday on YouTube. I'm guessing Pierce, you you memorize every episode. You'll know it. Oh yeah. When SpongeBob is like going, he's like going into the Krusty Krab, and he's like, "I'm going to bring power back to the working class," or something like that. that Episode, yeah. We'll dismantle the restaurant board by board. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and like someone in the comments is like, "How do like parents? Why why are they so confused that we're all socialists when we were watching shows like this?" Literally, there's a part where. It's like, what is he, when, when Squidward's yelling through the megaphone and there's like two fish that's like, what is he talking about? It's like, I don't know, but he's got a megaphone and that's us as kids watching that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. That's like always the best in those shows when they just have the two bystanders in the town. Cause like, that's like one of my favorite scenes from South Park when they're doing the wrestling. That's and just the two hillbillies and they're just sitting there on the fence. He's like, what are they doing over there? And he's like, well, I think that guy screwed that guy's wife. And now he's gonna fight, <laughs> and, and that's then it why, just turns like a whole thing. I'm like, dude, because uh, it's like that's how it works. Like this is how it works. And that's why I wanted to bring up the fact you're watching Family Guy because I've been watching a lot of South Park recently, and 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 Schmitty, you would know this episode, the Cartoon Wars one, when Ooh, uh they try to the get Fantasy. Family Guy pulled off the air, and when Cartman gets into like the Fox uh writing staff, it literally shows. <laughs> Manatees like pushing those balls into the thing, and it's like you got Gary Coleman, Mexico, and like eating at dinner. <laughs> like, oh, it sounds like a good joke. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good joke. <laughs> and then That's... when you take a ball, 
And when you take a ball away from the uh, the thing, the manatees stop working. It's just <laughs> like, oh my god, it's so funny. And then Bart tries to kill Stewie at one point. Like it's actually hilarious. The fact, the fact that like this big cartoon, like they have the balls to go in another one. Like I love. Like, listen, South Park has been been really fucked up over the years. Some of the episodes have uh, aged badly. We know that. Um, you could talk about that forever, but. You gotta respect the fact that they're willing to like. Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll say whatever any, they'll they literally want. Anything. Yeah. They'll go they for whoever. I should say they'll go for whoever they want, and it's amazing. They'll, they've gone for Disney, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, they always amazing. Go for the pandemic shit. It's literally Disney getting mad because he's or Mickey Mouse getting mad because he started the pandemic. Basically, he and Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And the the episode I, I was watch watching. Stuff, man. Yeah, the episode I was watching before this is when Randy tries to set for the the work is for the record for biggest crap in the world. <laughs> then Bono like has to have the record, and they're literally having like a meeting outside the Congress, and then and it's like, wait a minute, we got a message from Bono, and then it shows like on the screens, it's like Bono just like yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a bunch of pictures of Bono, and it fucking kills me every time. Oh my god, man. The, See, the that's episode, I... been getting better with age. Family Guy's getting worse. <laughs> oh, oh, it is. Like, there are it's amazing. The South Park, where they just do like a continuous story. So, like, Pierce and I think say it all the time. The PC season yeah. is <laughs> by far one of the funniest oh, seasons of any comedy yeah. I've ever oh, seen. Oh, PC Principle is so good. It's oh, so god. funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing because. Mm-hmm. They've actually like adapted, like they've, from what I know at least, like they've made new kinds of seasons, like you said, yeah. continuous stories. The they found about, ways to make it to give it longevity. Like that's really impressive. Is they do this, they do episodes like a week before it comes out. A lot of shows do it like half a year before they come out. Like South yeah, Park. that's so why they do. That's how they can do the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, and they were doing this for a while. Like Pierce, remember the console wars episode? Like, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. PS4 came out. <laughs> also, Scott Turnerman, the Scott Turnerman episode. That's like a classic. <laughs> the one I was watching lately was the. Uh, I, I, well, it's funny. It's funny to me because I was homeschooled. It's the uh, when the uh, the homeschooled kids do the spelling bee. And they kick ass at it, and then they try to get them to school, and then the one kid gets like bullied to shit. The other girl, like, just becomes like this, like, oh my god, <laughs> and becomes then, like a hooker basically. And there's this one scene where uh, Sharon and Randy are playing Minecraft, and like Sharon goes up to Randy and pickaxes at him in the head, and then and Randy's like, "What the effing fuck, Sharon?" <laughs> they like never got kills me. You get the trees to get the wood. You get the wood to build the cabin. Oh my god! Oh, do the do the homeschool would, kids like pass that episode? Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched that one in a while. Uh, I was gonna say that's like it's so funny to me because it's like this. It exaggerates like every fear that like homeschool parents have, and just like completely just like runs with it. Like she becomes like like the uh, I don't want like you know like of course they're going for like a word I don't want to use, but you know. She's like the school hooker, basically. She's like kissing every guy, and they're like, "He's like, I thought you loved me." And she's like, <laughs> "She's like, it unlocked her like, her like sexuality." It's just hilarious to me. It's just so exaggerated. But at the end of the day, they actually taught a good lesson about why it's an issue to homeschool. Like that's amazing to me. It's yeah, they, really... no, no matter how fucked with the situation is, they always try to like teach some sort of lesson. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I can't believe a show does that, but it's a lesson. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think I think we're a hockey podcast. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was gonna oh, say, man, I think we should become a South Park podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll that, dude. 
I'll watch. Okay. I'll talk about movies and and like shows all day. I'll talk about pop culture all day. I love yeah, it. we gotta talk about the playoffs, boys. Yes, the most popular thing in the world right now. Obviously, yeah, next to when the NBA playoffs start Monday. <laughs> yeah. Well, nah, I don't know, man. Yeah, Hockey's the, hockey's the best sport, North so North I'm not sure why you're. And what's that, Pierce? The North Division will even be playing by then, by Monday when the NBA playoffs. Dude, like, like I'm saying, I gotta see how Calgary Vancouver finishes. Yeah, huh? no, true. They, they're playing for that draft lottery position. It's but not doesn't like they're both Vancouver? Players. Doesn't Vancouver? Won't they only have played 54 games at that point? No, they have. I think they have. They have Calgary has three more games, and then I think Vancouver has four more games. If I'm not mistaken, or it's three, or it's two and three. I can't remember. You but gotta be joking me with this, man! It's so stupid. Three, I like I can understand wanting to play the games, but why do we have to delay the playoffs? At least the North Division playoffs for that. Yeah, that makes no sense. It's not because gonna affect them. Yeah, all. it's not as if they're fighting for a playoff spot. We know and you're gonna rest up everybody playoffs. else. Yeah, You're going to be resting up other teams. Like, it just throws things yeah, off. But at the same time, yes, the North Division have a few days to uh, kind of prepare. But then they have, I think they have a back-to-back game in there. Why are you doing that? Why are you ruining your product? Why are you going to make them start probably their backup goalie on back-to-back nights? There's- in my opinion, too. <laughs> like, I thought we got away from back-to-backs in the playoffs. Like, seriously. In my opinion, just if you're going to delay it, delay the whole playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't. They I want to play hockey. That. I know they can't, but it's just, I'm just saying, like, it's stupid that they have to. It's ridiculous. It's bullshit. Because they have that yeah. mandate where they got to finish the season before July 15th. So, Maple Leafs got to get their last game in. Oh, they're doing that tonight. They already play. did. That's why I'm so pissed about this. Like, I oh, get no, the Oilers. Play, uh... the Oilers still have to play Saturday. Like, I think they have to play tonight, but that's before the playoffs still. You can start on Monday. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> They've had tournaments. Turn- Shorter turnaround times in like normal seasons for the playoffs. Like usually your season ends Sunday, you start Wednesday. It's like three days, not a week. Just make the Vancouver Canucks play five days in a row. This is very simple, guys. Yeah, the NHL would totally do that too. We know this. They would <laughs> they totally make shattered. the Canucks play four. Days. Yeah, then Matthew they'll get so injured that Matthew Highmore will be first line center. Christ. Did you see oh! that he scored a goal? I'm gonna watch that Good goal right now. He scored the only Dylan goal. Got a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's given uh, Dylan Sakira a run for his money there. Matthew Highmore still his his headshot still him in a Blackhawks jersey which I find funny. Highmore <laughs> still needs a couple more to beat Goddad. Bubble, I really hope the Hawks at least like sign Goddad to move him because that was a great value trade. You so far they've gotten more out of the trade like technically you know. Oh that was a nice tip. Bubble Matthew Matthew Highmore was different though. I almost said Matthew Mymore. Matthew oh, Mymore was that dude. Matthew Mymore rubbing off. I'm rubbing off on you, man. Yeah, this podcast me. That's a great I mean, play, though. I'll give him. That's a great play by Heimer. I mean, there. it's no, it's no Nathan Beauvillier, but you know, I'm catching up, dude. <laughs> oh, capo capping. Capo capping. Wait, I'm scared now. What's his name? Anthony Beauvillier. That's his name. Okay. <laughs> it's like, shit, I still don't know his name. <laughs> I was scared. Why do I think Nathan Beaulieu? That's why. Drives yeah. me nuts. Anthony Beaulieu, coming at you. In HD TV. Uh, speaking of Anthony pretty sure we're going into that series first, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, so the first series we're going to, yeah, that's our second series, but our first one, since yeah. we had Courtney Lachlan on last Almost. Uh, yesterday. Transition. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yesterday we had on Courtney Lachlan to kind of help us preview the Cavs, <clears throat> and we went uh, pretty deep into it, but we never gave our predictions. So, uh, um, what do you guys think happens in this series? Smitty, you go ahead. You're uh, more on the east side than I am. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, dude, dude, you know Caps fans. You know a little more I about know the series Caps than I do. Awesome fans, but it's like I just 
the way I've seen this series from the get-go, and I think we talked about it yesterday, is, I mean, it's basically going to be Tuka Rask versus Banachek, who's never played in the playoffs, never had that workload. I I just don't see a world. The only way I see Washington winning this series is if their power play is buzzing and Banachek is a wall. That's the only way it's happening because they're starting like top six, like we said, banged up. Their core four, I think, have all missed time in the last week. Boston's humming going into the playoffs. They're yeah. about as healthy as they all year. Taylor Hall it, is Taylor Hall again. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest it's, thing. Huge. it's a perfect storm. Like I just I, I got um I'm gonna go Boston in six, but mm, like I it. really just the only way I can see the Caps winning this series is like it's gonna be like how they kind of won in 2012. It's gonna be by the skin of their teeth every game. They're gonna have to play very well defensively, but uh I just think Boston's a too deep for them this year. They're too deep. So the thing with the Capitals here is that if the roster's healthy, I, I think they have a chance, right? You know, we we uh, referenced them to 2012, and you know they were underdogs in that series. However, the difference here is that they have a great top six. They have a very nice forward core, defensive core, not so much. Um, but that top six that they have to rely on. This team needs to rely more on their forward core to win games. That's that's just what it is. But I don't think that they're healthy enough to do that. I think Kuznetsov hasn't been consistent enough to contribute in that top six. And you like like uh, Courtney said. You, you can't have Lars Eller playing second-line minutes and expect to win a series against Boston. I don't know if that's what she said exactly, but she mentioned he's playing second-line center. I, I don't see how the Capitals can win a series with Lars Eller at second-line center. I don't see how they can win a series against this Boston team with a top six banged up this much. And I don't honestly think that Vanacek is ready for this kind of position. I, I really don't. Love, you know, love him as a goaltender. Love that piece. Love him for the future. But I don't think he's ready for this kind of workload against this kind of team. Yeah, I I, I gotta say Bruins and six as well. Schmidt, I agree. Schmidt Bruins and five, by the dude, way. Sorry. Oh, okay. I like I'm that. All I like that. Down on a chart. Awesome, dude. Um, so yeah, Boston. I think, especially now with the shortened season, and you've been playing the same teams over and over again. I think coming into the playoffs hot is a huge advantage. And again, we bring we've brought up many times the fact that the Caps are kind of banged up right now. Um. Yes, they know they probably know who their starting goaltender is, but it's nowhere near the level of a Tuka Rask. Uh, you look at their defense; it's really banged up as well. Apollo agrees with me as well. I was going to say, <laughs> talk that talk, talk Oh my God, Pierce! <laughs> but you look at the forwards. Yeah, like Lars Ello as your second line center. You do not want to do that as um uh, like going up against that second line of uh, Krejci, Hall, and Smith and. Obviously, Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marshan, that's going to be your first line. That's been probably the most consistent line in the NHL for the past few years. And then you look at Boston's depth, guys like Jake DeBrus, guys like Charlie Coyle, and Andre Cash. If he somehow stays healthy, I don't know if he will. But No, he's, a, he, he's literally the guy from SpongeBob. Yeah. Every day I wake up. <laughs> I was born with paper legs or whatever it was, you know. Um, is it every day? Is it every day I have a heart attack, something like that? Yeah. See, that, that's, see that's, everything ties back to SpongeBob somehow. But <laughs> SpongeBob is literally the entire world. It's it's kind of like a predictive programming just all together. But, that's one thing. Sorry, Pierce. Oh, no worries. Um, so for their, for their metrics, they're really good. Caps are pretty good. Like, it's like they're kind of like uh, – uh, so the Bruins are third in Corsi, sixth in expected goals for, and then 14th in high danger chats for. The Caps are 12th in Corsi percentage, expected goals for percentage, but then their high danger chats for are ninth. Um, 
I say Boston has the edge there, and I I just think Boston wins the series in six. I think it's going to be a very like who, no matter who wins, it's going to have a bite taken out of them because the series is going to be so like extracurricular after the whistle. You know, like uh, Charles and, and Brad Marchand, Zidane yeah. Chara. That's all you need. And that's going to be that's going to be interesting to watch. So, but Anne I said, Hathaway is going to spit on somebody again. Bro, related Anne Hathaway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Boston in six. And uh, Apollo believes or uh, agrees with us. I think he does. Did Hathaway? Didn't Hathaway do that before COVID happened? The spitting yeah. incident. Man, imagine if that happened this season. He would be suspended for like multiple games if that happened. Yeah, I mean, as you should, but just amazing. Yeah, just a difference. Or amazing how much, uh, much of a difference that uh, that time would make. But uh, anyways, um, onto uh, Nathan Bovillier's team. Ah, that's right. Yes, sir. I feel yes, like sir. this is where we're going to get some different answers. We were all in the consensus last one. But... Yeah. I want to hear you, Schmidt. Yeah, start this one off I again. I want to hear what you really think. It's a close series, too. Like, I, uh, I, I can see either team winning, really. Yeah. So he, I, I've actually looked a little bit into this series, and what I found out uh, looking at it is both of these teams are actually ridiculously good at home. Pe- the Penguins are 22-4-2 and two at I think home. they're best in the league. Yep. Islanders are 21-4-3. and three. So... Mm. And the thing is, the Penguins lead the league in goal scoring this year, or, or goals for, I think. Islanders lead wow. the league in goals against. The Islanders have only allowed like 120 goals this year. Yeah, I think there's because the, because the Penguins uh, playing a Mickey Mouse division. That's why. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, but I just, I see those two stats, and it's like two worlds colliding, basically. We've seen it happen before with these two teams, where like, the Pittsburgh's offense has had the upside. This was obviously a while ago, but like the last time they faced up, the Islanders kind of had their number with the way they played their game, and they play that suffocating style every night. And if they get that early, like the way I could see this series turning out, and this is the only way I see this dude happening, if the Islanders take even one of those games on the road, that series is over. That series is over because yeah. I could so see a world where they steal a game one, like two to one, and they have the lead the whole game, and the Penguins just get suffocated in the neutral zone. And Barlamov is doing what he does best. And then they go home and they're all tied 1-1. And then they win everything they need to do at home. I, I don't know, guys. I got the Islanders in six here. I think. I don't know. I don't know, Schmidt. That sounds like uh, anti-Penguins bias there. I don't agree oh, with it. Oh, it's always. Sidney Crosby. Wow. So, I. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, Schmidt, you mentioned that uh, how the Islanders, yeah, they're the. Um, they have the like second lowest goals against average in the league. Uh, Penguins have the second highest goals for in the league. It is really uh, when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force. I believe the Penguins have allowed as many goals as the Islanders have scored, if I'm not mistaken. It just shows you That's that Pittsburgh crazy. is more high event and then the Islanders are more goal. I believe. So yeah, it's there... two different coaching styles right there. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are two teams that I see this year that remind me of the 2016-17 Blackhawks. Not that I think either one's going to be uh, taken out the way that that team was. Um, and those two teams, funny enough, have a very uh, intense history. It's the Caps and the Pens. I feel that it's two teams that are both at the end of their windows. They might be pushing they're, – well, they're pushing for their window. Um, and you know what? I can't blame them. That's what you should be doing. That's what we want Bowman to do. But this is what they're doing. And it's the right thing to do when you have a window closing and um, I it's the right thing. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to work for either team this year. I think that the Penguins are a team that they seem like the, a team that's going to thrive in the regular season. They have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of guys again, as they always do, 
but I don't think they have players that are going to be able to contribute as much in the offseason or the postseason as you've had in the 2015-16 or the 2016-17 runs. You don't have a Kessel anymore. You don't have that huge threat aside from Crosby and Malkin. Yes, you have Jake Gensel, but you, I, I don't. I think you need more than that. And is he? He's healthy, right, Gensel? Yeah, they're healthy. Yeah, okay, Malkin yeah. Just got back, and Kaepernick oh. just got back. Yeah, because so I thought Malkin was going to be team. healthy. That's good. And Gensel, yeah, no, he got back before the regular season ended. And yeah, Gensel's a better player than he used to be, but he was their biggest scorer when he played his first year with them. And I doubt he's going to, you know, be more effective than he was back then. If he was as, as effective as he is, again, you don't have that huge threat under them. Again, like a Phil Kessel, they don't have that. Their defense is, yeah, it's it's over, it's a bit, you know, I'd say overperforming in some regards. Um, their goals against is a bit middle of the pack. It's not good. It's not, you know, bad. It's fine. But I just don't see it as a team that's going to do well in the playoffs. I also think Barry Trotz is going to outcoach Mike Sullivan to hell. I think the Islanders win this in five, maybe six. Oh, I really I, like I this Islanders five, team. Okay, I see. I it. think Barry Trotz. I love I see his the coaching. Yeah, you fuck with the vision. You know, <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe that's laughs> I really, I really love watching this Islanders team. I think Barry Trotz has done a fantastic job, and I just think that it's, I think it's perfectly set up to beat a team like the Penguins, a team high event. I think it's perfect to take advantage of that. I think that defense wins playoffs more than offense does. And I think the Barry Trotz knows how to do that to perfection. So I really, I really like the Islanders in this one. I just want to add, it's not even just defense either. It's goaltending. I do not trust oh, Tristan yeah. Jarkins mm-hmm. Smith. I yeah. would oh, I forgot so about that. Whatever the Islanders third is before those two. I and don't Varlamov care. has been solid, man. Varlamov and... Yeah, Varlamov he might get Vesna votes. Varlamov yeah. seven shutouts in a 56-game season. Are and he was splitting starts with Sorokin. I'm not sure. I think you. he has like a 930 save percentage as well. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like, obviously that defensive, the, the defensive system helps, but you can't take away credit from what he's done, though. You can't take that away from him. Seven shutouts or seven shutouts. Like, it's, exactly. That's, it doesn't matter who you are. Hey, Blackhawks defense was great during their cup runs. His greatest Crawford was. He never had seven shutouts in that much time. No. I give him that much credit. Mm-hmm. Give, I give him all the credit in the world, Varlamov. He's really when the, when the Islanders signed him after they lost the letter. I was you know making fun of it. I'm like ah, you know, it's like you know you versus the guy that you know he tells you not to worry about kind of situation. But he's been <laughs> fantastic. He's been unbelievable in, in New York, and it's 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 cool to see. I like seeing a renaissance like that. Sort of a people said Yaroslav Halak did that. Well, Varlamov says hold my beer, and he's been mm-hmm. fantastic. Exactly. So the Isles and Pens are interesting because it seems every time I bet against them, either one of the teams, they it always comes back to bite me in the ass. So this is a tough one for me. Um, Dating like, back to 2013? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the fact you brought up the that pen, the Penguins and Isles are so good at home. And I th- and Schmitty brought up another fact that if Islanders win one on the road, like in the first two Over. games in Pittsburgh, that's that's huge for them. And I also think that's a like another key fact. I think whoever establishes their playing style first in that series, whether it's Penguins rushing the puck up the ice or like like again, like you brought up the Islanders suffocating them in the defensive and neutral zone and forechecking them hard, I think has a huge advantage in that series. And um uh, yeah, I think the Islanders are going to win. I think they're going to come out hard in that game one and really establish their uh, suffocating game on them. And again, it wouldn't surprise me if the Penguins won either because we brought up the fact Bruins versus Caps. Bruins have come into the playoffs very hot and the Caps haven't. Well, 
uh, Penguins have come in really hot as well, and uh, the Islanders have kind of been uh, slumping as of late. But you look at the Islanders; they were kind of slumping, um, like before COVID hit last year. And when they went into the bubble, they were perfectly fine. And I bet against them two series. I think it was against Washington and Philadelphia, and they gave Tampa Bay really all they could handle. So they know how to, at the very least, keep it close against teams like this. And yeah, Penguins, yeah. like, they've been hot. Like, they've got all their guys back. Jeff Carter's been really a good pickup for them, but I think I, I think they won this in six. Hey, it's some, yeah. uh, some bum George Lucas' birthday. Who cares? Like, <laughs> dude. Pull that free. Second best. Damn, there's an intellectual, and then there's George Lucas. That's crazy. <laughs> Someone who owns a great company, and then there's George Lucas. A great entertainer. <laughs> That's what I say. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, listen, George Lucas started Star Wars franchise, but I helped uh, co-pioneer the PJ's cast. So really, who, like, who did more? Who did more? Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, listen, George Lucas couldn't do the PJ's cast, that's but I could do Star right. Wars. Is all yeah. I'm that's what yes. you did right. To I don't like sand. So you got that going for you. <laughs> and there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> uh, good. No, if anything, it's actually uh, it's bad for me. I could never do something that great. What are you talking about? I'll never. Uh, I'll never be able to write a line that good about sand in my life. <laughs> that's for sure. I need, hating, I need hating Christensen cameo in Dune. I really do, just for that. God, or beating Jar Jar Binks. The, the, we all know who's the Sith Lord, the real Sith Lord. He was supposed to be. That's the best part. <laughs> I, just, I would love Hayden Christensen to show up in uh, Dune and just, wow, what a beautiful sand world. I love it here. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's get... Into the Predators versus uh, Hurricane series. Uh, which one of you gentlemen wants to go first? Jimmy, you're going first. Oh, uh, what are we talking about against? Sorry, I checked my phone. Games. I'll go. Um, oh, oh, go. wow, wow! On my birthday. Yeah, on your birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had your, you had your time. You had your time, and you were on your phone because uh, if you're you know if you're on your phone, you clearly don't care about the right. product. You don't so, like the game. Uh, Come on now. Yeah, I'll put the stats away. You're right. <laughs> no, you can do that at home. No, no. Oh, well, I actually do uh, want to talk a bit about this uh, series. Um, as I've mentioned, I know a lot of Preds fans. Um, obviously, I'm going to Predators give them fan? so. What the Predators? Oh man. You? Yeah, I talk to them. Uh, <laughs> I have true. conversations with uh with her. <laughs> she's awesome. No, the National Predators. Uh, social social media person. She's great. Um. But uh, no, I'm going to be talking a lot of shit um, because I'm very ready for the Hurricanes who have given they've given the Predators a lot of issues this year. They've they were kind of the one the team. Last two games of the season. You're right. You're right. Yeah, the ones with the, the ones with the, uh, They're going to win now. He's too yeah, good. against the uh, against the Charlotte Checkers. You're right. <laughs> but oh, I will say though, really, really beautiful to see Rene maybe in his last. Probably yeah. the last game of the Predator, maybe his last Angel game ever to, to get that. I don't care what team he played against in terms of skill. Really awesome to see. And even as a Hawks fan, that's that's an era that's ending. That's an era. An era. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. I thought that was really, uh, really beautiful. It was really nice seeing Preds fans and how much they appreciate him. Uh, going on from that, um, fuck Nashville. They're going to get dropped in five. Um, Nashville has been given trouble by the Canes during their run. They were the one team that really, I think, gave them an issue. And <laughs> Schmidt giving me a thumbs up on the <laughs> Skype call for that. No, I just, I, I don't. This, this Hurricanes team, yeah, they've kind of struggled to really get as far as they should. But man, 
what an insanely well, just perfectly, which is what a perfect team, man. What a great team. Lots I don't, ball, I don't know what to not say. Uh, Alex Andelkovich has found his game. James Reimer is still a solid goaltender. Peter Morazic is a bit on and off. I think you probably should ride the hot hand with Nadelkovich. He's been fantastic. They're going to start Morazic game one. You both know that. But but here's the thing I want to get into is that even if you start Morazic, I still have faith in this team because they're so damn good in front of him. It's it's just so – it's such a great team with such a great coach. Rob Brindamore is starting to look like he's going to be the next Quintonville-level kind of coach. He's amazing. So – I don't know. Like, I really don't think there's much to say besides the fact that, like, look at this Hurricanes team. Look at how deep this team is on forward, and look how even deeper they are on defense. It's insane. Goal tending. They have three goalies that could start. Don Waddle, I believe, was the Atlanta Thrashers GM. I believe he was. I believe the next team he went to since then was the Carolina Hurricanes now. And just amazing. Exactly. Uh, just amazing what he's done with this team. I believe he inherited some pieces from the, uh, you know, from the former, but he's still added and he's still solidified this team. And he's kept this coach, this amazing coach. Uh, man, what an, what a turnaround for the Hurricanes. Finally, they found their game the last three years. I think this is the year they finally make that deep run. And I think they started off stopping Nashville in five. Love what UC Saros has done. I know he's too good right now, all that. But I the mantle just... From Rene. Yeah, I just I just don't think that I'm sorry, I do not trust John Hines to outcoach Rob Brindamore for a second of my life. And Nashville's defense is still as insane as it's ever been. But and obviously, you know, we I just mentioned UC Saros has been great behind that defense, but I just don't think that that they can with, withstand that kind of pressure from the Hurricanes. And I don't think that Nashville offense is nearly good enough hey, man, to come play on, against the Carolina seasons. defense. Eight-year like deal. But, you know what? No, I, yeah, you're right, Colton. You're right. You're right. Colton Sissons. Offensive prowess. You made good points, but Colton Sissons, <laughs> dude. Jack off Trennan. I don't see uh, Sebastian Ajo scoring a hat-trick uh, in a game where you can go to the Stanley Cup final. Come on. No, I don't. Nope. <clears throat> That's a good point. Oh, I got to say, though, Tanner Janot, dude, what a monster that guy is. Have you seen the hits he's made? Like, we talk about the league getting smaller, but I'm sorry. I will never not appreciate a guy like that who just – Who really came a monster. Who hmm? really came out of nowhere. Yeah. And what, he reminds yeah. Me of, he's not as good as him, nearly. I don't think he ever will be, but he reminds me of Bufflin, just the way he tosses people. It's amazing. But can he pick so, up two mm-hmm. players at the same time like he did? He probably stuff? could. I think he could. <laughs> He's that insane. But uh, sorry, yeah, Shemini, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this too, of course. Uh, I fucking hate Nashville, so I'm not going to be nice <laughs> about this. Um, they suck. Like, I'm sorry. Cool. You guys are good for 20 games out of the fucking year. Like, unless – like, I've heard people say this is going to be like how it was four years ago against Chicago. Newsflash, Nashville fans. This isn't a two-line deep team that's getting carried by really shitty analytics and Corey Crawford. This is probably one of the best fucking teams this league's seen in the last three years. They are going to backskate the fuck out of Nashville. And I don't even <laughs> that. Dude. Ryan Johansson versus Sebastian Ajo. Then they're going to put Matthew Shane up against Marty Natchez. Who are you picking on both of those? Colton not even fucking <laughs> <laughs> defense, defense, it's still not even close in my opinion. Because after you go That's past the big three call. on there, who are you taking? Matt Benning or Jake Bean? Eric Branson. Or Branson. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, listen, Smitty, calm down for a second. 
we're forgetting that Ben Harper can transition the puck. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking good, dude. Like, I should have fucking mm, damn. Sorry, <laughs> I should have <laughs> seven games. They're gonna win. Like, oh, oh, over this Nashville hype train. This isn't 2017. This team is way better than like this team is way worse than that team ever was in 2017. It's not the same kind of hot streak as it was in 2017. They are literally getting carried by a goaltender. I'm sorry, we said this off the podcast, I believe, and I want to say it now. This is not the Blues run. I, mean, I just want to kind of no, go on this. This no, is not no. the Blues run no. because here's the thing. The Blues were a good team when they started they the year. They were good. cup contenders. They had a bad streak. They hadn't played many games. So not only were they like – they were yeah, they were last in the league for like five minutes. Not this, not like, you know, not trying to like uh, play down their, their great run. Um, hey, give me credit, but, you know um, – but that was a good team already, and they just needed to catch fire. They didn't have as many games played, and they did that. And they had a, you know, Bennington was not UC Soros level, but he didn't need to be because that team in front of him was so damn good. And I, I believe one of the one Preds fan I know told me that an issue with the Preds system is that, or the organization is that David Poyle likes this. He seems to like this kind of team. He thinks this team can do it. He thinks that this team. And what, by that I mean, he thinks that the team can for the next five he, years. Yeah, he like thinks it. he thinks that they can ride a hot goaltender and a solid defense, a decent defense did. now because, because you have such did. a strong they top three. Yeah, and their bottom three, like you said, terrible. Arguably the worst. Like it's one of the worst bottom threes in the entire league, and your top three is one of the best top threes in the entire league. That's that that completely cancels out. Like you're just it's a good defense all around. Yeah, you're and gonna like, be able to see bag skating people one shift. And then you're yeah. going to have Matt Benning getting turnstile the next. Yeah, it's just it's not good. Yeah. And like I think we brought it up on the Monday's podcast, or I know I did. Nashville special teams is piss poor against Carolina. <laughs> I, like, just in general, it is. Carolina's power plays forty percent against Nashville this year. Like, that's not going to change overnight. Like, mm, I'm sorry. Like, I just there's no like I can't even see a world where Nashville wins this series. Like, even if they what get. <laughs> it's only gonna happen for so long because they could literally start a whole new line of players if they wanted to the next game. That's how deep Carolina is. I'm sorry, I got Carolina four. I'm not even giving him a win. This dude, <laughs> this man. Like... No more Nashville. Woo! No more Nashville. No more. The fact that and Dallas were no leaving. more fake hype. No more fake hype. Oh, no more thank you. No, don't say that. No, no, no. Yeah. So part of me thinks here Carolina is going to destroy them, and part of me thinks UC Soros is going to pull a two, 2010 Yaroslav Halak. But I think, all in all, I think Carolina wins this game, wins the series in six games. I think UC Soros is, is capable of stealing a couple of games, but just looking at Carolina's possession stats, they're like in the mid 50s, and you look at Nashville, they're slightly below 50%. The special teams, like Schmitty brought up, um, so Nashville is 23rd in the league in power play, 17.6%. Their penalty kill is 29th, 75.4%. And then you look at Carolina's, they have the number two power play at 25.6%. And the number three, 85.2% penalty killing. So mm. just Carolina is so much more, see- they're so much yes. more deep. They like, I do think you see so much better. deepness, so much goodness. I think UC Soros is a better goalie at the moment, but I also think he's too good right now. He's just too good right yeah, now. He's too good right now, but 
I definitely think whoever they start, which I think should be Nadelkovic, I think they can equal it or at least cancel it out. So I say Carolina in six. I think Nashville gets a couple games. And I'm, you know, as much as we hate Nashville, I think, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet, but they said they're going to let in 12,000 fans. And Nashville is rowdy. So it's going to be awesome, but also weird hearing like a loud crowd on TV. I'm excited for that at least. Yeah, I hope they figure out which goalie's actually playing so they don't cheer Morazic when their Delkovich is in net. Because they like to do that with the Hawks because they're really stupid. So. Oh, please put Nadelkovich in that. So stupid. Come on now, dude. I can't. Oh, my God. Please, please put. Nadelkovich and Net Enchant Mrazic. I can't wait for it. It's going to happen. Or Reimer. Dude, I'm counting on it. And it's going to be when they have a one nothing lead. And then Carolina's going to get like five straight. And then it's going to everyone's going to lead by the second period. It's going to be hilarious. I can't wait for uh, It's Cam Ward. It's all your fault. Motherfucker. Disrespect like, to Archer's Urban. Come on, man. <laughs> now we're getting into Good what point. could potentially be the most fun. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Oh man! This is gonna be a bloodbath, boys. Bolts Panthers. Holy it's going seven, no matter who we pick. Seven, yeah. And uh, I think we all know this from experience. Do not let Joe Quinville get past Game Five, Tampa. You oh. already know how that ends. <laughs> Mark Lazarus, my favorite thing. My favorite thing was that he said the exact same thing. Don't let him get past Game Five. Literally, you can't. No. He's and so then, you know what the best thing is, and if you let him get past Game Five. He'll come back anyways. Does it? Does it just like that? He's done it before. No big problem. No big deal. And I think the coolest thing about the series is that it's the first time that these yeah. teams, the two That's Florida it. teams, have ever played against each other. And going into that historic moment, the last two games, Schmidty, you called it blood bath. It is going to be. We talked about Nashville being rowdy. Those arenas are going to be screaming. Those players are going hey, to what be. You mean? They only have 500 people in Florida because that's only how many fans they have. <laughs> yeah. Funny, like, and so did you guys also see that Florida had their highest TV ratings ever in like their history of having them in Florida? Like, You're that's kidding really me. fucking that's, good. Dude, Joe Quinville effect. Bill Zito effect. The Bill Zito effect, bro. Dude, Bill Charles Zito. He's Bill Zito. He did. The end of the year. Game of the year, Bill Zito. Oh, not even a question. Someone really Carolina should win because they got Yanni Hockenpah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Can't forget um, uh, Gustav Forsling on that first pair. He was legitimately good. I want to praise Joe Quinville really quick. He's he's found out, he realized that Mackenzie Weger is his Jalmerson. Maybe not, you know, that dominant defensively. And but Forsling is a low do, yeah. One of the best two-way defensemen in the entire league. Yeah, he made Gustav Forsling, who's still only 24, somehow. He's <laughs> made him into like a very team. solid defenseman. Yeah, he was like 20 when he came up. Uh, he's got Red Kugudis and Anton Stroman on his back end. And he's still having that. He still has his team performing well. Marcus and Navarra, good piece. And as I'm talking about this, you see Bill Zito filling up that back end with good players, man. It's great. You got Sam Bennett coming in here. Joe Quinville. Oh my God! Hey, we we talked about Sam it. We called it. Bad. Sam Bennett is Joel Quinville's. That's his son. Like that's his son. <laughs> that's his guy. With those mustaches, absolutely, dude. Dude, if Bill Zito trades Sam Bennett, it's gonna be the same thing as Panera. That man is going to storm out. Where is my? Where the fuck is Sam? Bennett? <gasps> I don't think it's. What's up? Well, I was just going to say, I think it's the opposite. He's got to resign for it or he's never going to do this. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. He found his coach. You stay there's there. No way. There's no way he leaves. There's no way he leaves. 
He's perfect in Florida. I'm gonna, and they're I'm doing this without Aaron Ekblad, yeah. who was on pace for 30 goals. But uh, Tampa and six still. Oh. No. Well, I know you're. I don't know if you're joking or not, but uh, no, Florida I'm, and I'm six. Getting, I'm letting you go first. Your prediction. I was Florida, joking. Florida and six. Um, I do think Drieger starts. I think Drieger should start. Um, he's their best goaltender at the moment. Spencer Knight's too young. Let him. Let's let him rest. You don't need to put him in this because Drieger has shown he can start. I could see them starting Bobrovsky because they're fucking because veteran bullshit. Blah blah blah. But gonna start game one. But Drieger, Drieger is the best goaltender they have, and he should be starting. I think that no matter who starts the series, I think it. I think the final game is going to have Drieger in net. I think they win in six. I don't trust Tampa. I think they're being they're being carried by Vasilevsky. They were, and when he slowed down, they slowed down. It's showing when you, when you have Luke Shen on your back end, you're going to have problems. The disrespect to a Stanley Cup champion, yeah. my goodness, a nerve. And Fuck former top anyways. <laughs> and so, didn't get traded for Victor Hemmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Yeah, that, did you not see that video I sent you where Brian Burke said no to? I think it was. Oh. Eventually, Victor Hemmen. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I did see that actually. I think I just repressed it right away. Anyways, Schmitty, let me get your thoughts, Mister Florida man. There's two ways this series is Mr. going. I think we talked about it on Monday. Um. Oh, Take me by the hand. Like I just said, John Cooper and those boys better hope this series doesn't go to seven because <laughs> two things are this series goes to seven. Spencer Knight's getting in the game like Demko, and he's going to shut him down because I've already called that last week. I called okay. that that's happening. They're going to start Bob game one, Drieger game two and three. They're not going to do well or they're only going to win like one game. They're going to throw Spencer Knight in game four or five, and he's just going to shut the lightning down like Demko, and they're not going to know what to fucking do. I'd love that. Or – Sam Kosa Kucherov are going to get eased back into the playoffs a little. That's the left. He's going to hold down the fort, and Tampa wins this in six. And it's going to be a controlled six, too. Like, you watch. If they win, it's going to be the Panthers are not going to be playing their game. It's going to be like they're kind of just in a box because of the way Tampa plays. Because that's the one thing I learned with Tampa this year. I I saw a stat. Because remember how when the Hawks were really good with Quinville, they never blew a lead after two periods. No, it was money in the bag. They won after two. Tampa's 7-0 this year. Whoa! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! What? Twenty-seven and zero, or twenty? I believe it. I believe it. It's it's actually insane. That's crazy. Yep. And uh, wow, two teams to do that were the Penguins and Blackhawks when they won Stanley Cups. The only teams to do that. Yep. Only well, recently. Oh, in recent memory. Twenty sixteen. Well, this is a shortened season. Twenty fourteen, fifteen Blackhawks. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Uh, Yeah. So. You look at that, you look at how Tampa closes out games. I could see it working like that because it's also an experience factor, too. None of these guys in Florida have been there before, but Tampa's been there. But then there's also that side of me. Like we say every time on the podcast, Tampa has this tendency to just blow up for no fucking they reason. They tend to get goalied. Just oh, goalied. they do get goalied by Bobrovsky. Nothing <laughs> goes the way. They can't shoot a puck into the back of the net. It, it happens all the time. We saw it happen with Columbus. We saw it happen with uh, Chicago. We saw it happen with Washington. We saw it happen with Pittsburgh. Wouldn't even surprise me if it happened with Florida. But the only way I see it happening, Jimmy, I could see Drieger, but I really think the only way Florida wins this series is if they ride Spencer Knight. Because it's the unknown yeah. factor with Knight also. But like, you got to think, the Lightning, no, Bobrovsky and Drieger. I, that's, yeah. that's the same thing. I, I should say, too, I did not take into account, yes, Stamkos and Kucherov have been out. That being said, I don't think it's enough to make a difference. 
Maybe that helps him get to seven. I just, I don't know, man. There's something about Joe Quinville in the playoffs that gives me, like, finally, with a back end, Joe Quinville with a good back end and not Mike Matheson. I like that a lot. Shut up. And so, I don't know. (laughs) I, I just... I just can't I can't say no against Quinville in this team right now. I can't. Still Panthers in six. Don't care. Panthers in six. I'm going yes. in six, but if the Panthers win, it's in seven with Spencer Knight and that. That's my only disclaimer. I like that. By most accounts very creative. Tampa, a lot of uh, a lot of details there. I appreciate that. But by most accounts, Tampa should win the series. I think they have the even though Vasilevsky has struggled, I think he's the better goalie out of uh, Florida's three goalies. They have a better defense defense core, I would say, especially you look at Florida with Ekblad out. And forwards, I think it's pretty even, but then you look at Stamkos and Kucherov coming back, that's a huge boost for them. But yeah. there's just there's just something about Florida. I don't I think they're an inferior team to Tampa Bay. But again, just there's something there's such, there's a magic about this team. How they've been playing all year. How they're they've been a better possession team than Tampa Bay this year. Um, again, like you brought up the fact Joel Quenville, the way he's got that team playing. It's just something. I don't know. I think they pull this out in seven. I think it's gonna go seven either way. It wouldn't surprise me if either team won. But I don't know. I'm gonna. I've been saying all year I think Tampa's going to repeat, but I don't know. There's just something about the magic of Florida this year. I think yeah, they take this. It feels like the 2009-10 Blackhawks to me. There's just something in the water, man, and it's it's good. And it's not, well, it's not turning the frogs again. It reminds me of the 2009. I would say more like the 2019 Hurricanes where you've kind of been out for the playoffs a while. You really get yeah. your first taste. You're a good team, and I think they go one around, and I think they beat Tampa in seven. I, either way, it's going to be the series to watch. And uh, oh, speaking, no, no. Of, speaking of a very close series, let's get on to the next series, the Blues versus the Avs. Now, <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm, usually we see a sweep in every, like in, at least once in every Stanley Cup playoffs. I think this is a sweep. I think Colorado runs over the Blues in four games. Um, you look at the Avalanche's uh, shot metrics. They're first in Corsi, first in expected goals for, first in height of your chances for, and I'll just read off the percentages, 59% Corsi, 60.1 expected goals for percentage, and a 58.8 height of your chances for percentage. Add that on top of a top 10 power play and penalty kill, and you just look. They have depth everywhere. And Grubauer, if he stays healthy, like that's that's a four game series. Blues, I'm gonna read off some of their stats. So 24th in closely, 25th in expected goals for, and 30th in high danger chances for. Can you guess the other team that's in 31st? Uh, the Montreal Canadiens or the Minnesota Wild, one of the two. No Blackhawks. You're right, Jimmy. So yeah, they have 47.7 percent Corsi, 46.1 expected goals for, and a 43.9 high danger chances for. Their penalty kill, their power play is not bad, six uh, six in the league, 23.2, but their penalty kill is 25th, 77.8. I think, I think they they want they just fucking curb stomp the, the Blues. I think Bennington gets pulled for a couple games and. Please? Does yes. he try to fight anyone, though? I was going to say, please, if he gets pulled, just like stay, stand back. Stand back. Maybe put Ryan Graves there, you know, just in case. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I wanted to get that out of the way. Abs in four. That's my one sweep. I, uh, Jimmy? No, I was just going to say abs in five. I think the Blues get one win, but I just want to see Jordan Bennington get yanked, try to fight someone, and just get decked by someone on Colorado. Oh. I'm I so sick of this dude getting pulled and trying to fight the whole bench as he's getting pulled. It's like, dude, you just got pulled for letting up six goals on 14 shots. Why are you trying to start fights that you're not going to win? You are such a pussy. Jesus. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, I can't stand Jordan. Oh, he's such a pussy. Oh, my God. Huh? 
Like, I wish Crawford was still in his prime and we were good against the Blues because he kicked the ever-living shit out of Bennington. Dude, imagine them having to go up against Vegas and, like, Robin Leonard at the other end just beating the... beat the crap out of him. He beat the crap out of him. With pleasure, too, probably. Which, which, speaking of which, that's our next series. So what's your guys' predictions? Yishma, you said Abs in five. What about Jimmy? Abs in three. We're doing the playing series again? Here we go. Yeah, but... Three. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't think the Blues get anywhere with this. I really don't. I just don't. You don't have – I. Th- you, you need a guy like Alex Petrangelo, you know, in the playoffs. Gee, I wonder what like happened Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I wonder. Um, not that he's the only factor, but I think that that's just it, – it's just one piece of uh, many that's just showing, you know, this team isn't – it's not what it was two years ago. It wasn't. Jordan Bennington is – starting to lean more towards being a one-hit wonder. Sorry, two-hit wonder. He had a good year last year. Apparently, he, I think he won, like, the shootout contest in the All-Star game. So Gee, he's, you're right, he's, dude. You're so right, dude. Right, so I can't. How dare I bash a xenophobic piece of shit. Um, yeah, I, I just don't – I don't see how the Blues get anywhere with this. I don't. And their forwards are always banged up, too. They're always banged up. Robert Thomas is always on, always out. Vladimir Tarasenko seems to be going there back and forth. Maybe not this year, but they're just not – I don't see this as a team with much power in, in any regard whatsoever. They just the, got lucky that the other teams in that division are absolute dog shit. <laughs> yeah, really. and the Avs are what, – what introduction do they need? It's the Colorado Their metrics are on the level of the 2008-9 Detroit Red Wings, 2010 Blackhawks, and 2012 Kings, who all won the Cup. They're the monsters. Final. They're monsters in every regard. There is literally nothing bad I can say about that team. There's nothing bad I can say about that team. I, there's a guy I watch on YouTube who uh, he will break down the Avalanche games uh, after each one. Really, I forget his name. I wish I could shout out his channel. Really, uh, really cool stuff. But it's funny because I'll see Preds fans, like, they lose a game 3-2 against, like, Vegas. And they're like, oh, God, you know, what are we going to do? And I'm like, it, it, that's good. <laughs> that would be great for a Blackhawks team to lose 3-2 to Vegas. That's a that's a win. That's a, that's a, that's a moral victory. This team is so good that little mistakes are a big deal. That's what it was like for the these Cup Blackhawks teams. So everything about them gives me the Hawks dynasty vibes. I think this team, I think they're my pick to win this year. And I don't think it's going to be their only one in the next five years. Yeah. So abs in three. Thank you. All right. I think Nathan McKinnon is going to have a fucking field day. Would you even say he's better than Connor McDavid? Absolutely. Obviously, he's more strong, so he's better. No, you're right, dude. Yeah, he knows how to play big boy hockey. <laughs> He's built for the playoffs, unlike Connor McDavid, who was two points per game last year. Yeah, she lost to the Blackhawks. I mean, can't blame him though. Ugh, exactly. Has Nathan McKinnon ever gone up against John Taves? Don't think so. Don't exactly. Think so, oh, good point. Um, so Wild versus Knights. Now, by all metrics, I think the Knights should win this, but there's just something about the Wild. Again, kind of like the Panthers, I think the Knights are the superior team, but like the Panthers, the Wild got this magic about them this year. The whole Kirill Krapuzov, um revelation for that team. Um, they've played the Knights not only well this year, but like historically. they played them very well, and I think... I, w- I would love to see the Wild win, beat the Knights, not only just to see the Knights lose, but also get a better draft pick for the second round. But... Mm-hmm. Part also part of me wants to see Vegas and Colorado because like I've said many times, that is Chicago LA esque. Um so I will go Knights and Seven, 
though it would not surprise me if the Wild pull this off. I think they're going to make it a very close and interesting series. I think we we already love Kirill Kaprizov enough. He's going to become like a legitimate superstar in these playoffs. But I think Vegas pulls it off in seven games. Kind of similar to how they did with Vancouver last year, where like they're like v- v- Vancouver's clearly like inferior to Vegas, but they push it to seven anyway. So I'm gonna say Vegas in seven. I would have picked Wild, but since Colorado is gonna beat the the shit out of uh, St. Louis, I want to see Knights and uh, Avalanche in the second round because that's the two best teams in the NHL probably, at least from a point uh, stand wise. What about you guys? Um, uh, I feel like I'm one of the few people that sees the smoke and mirrors right through the wild. Um, I just, I, oh, I do too. Like they're, they're, they're 28th in Corsi. They do have good, like high danger stats, like expected goals for, but I think there's like a lot of it's goaltending cappers off, but I do think like they could push a closer, maybe win a series. I doubt they could pass Colorado if they do get, I just, part. dude, I, if I'm Vegas and I go into that series, I'm looking at uh, Minnesota and I say, okay, who's our best defensive line? We're going to put you on Kaprizov the whole fucking series. Oh, so and then they'll make your other three lines score on us. Who, yeah, Jordan Greenway and all them, blah, blah, blah. They've been good. Marcus Dude, Foligno. Dude, come on. Uh, Selkie Canada and Nico Sturm here. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It's Love Vegas Nico Sturm, by the way. Uh, noted German boy. I see Vegas fucking planting their foot on this series, game one. And the Wild have finished this, series, this season very badly, by the way. They got smoked mm. by St. Louis back-to-back games to end That's the right. year. That's right. By St. Louis. And then seven three last night. Yeah. Sorry, I can't trust this team. No. Like, Vegas in five. No, smoke and mirrors is absolutely the best term for this. One game in Minnesota, but it's Vegas in five. It's not going to be close, and then we get the bloodbath we want in round two. Who you say steals That's, a game? I'm, I'm not going to waste time. Hmm? You said uh, you said somebody hmm? steals a game for the Wild. Tim Talbot does, or whoever's the goalie. The goalie. Yeah, I think I was going to say the exact same thing. I think Talbot or Kakinen. I think they steal. Um, I think they steal. Uh, I think it's going to be one of the series where you know Vegas stomps their foot the first two games, then the Wild steal a game in Game Three, and yeah, you know, like the Vancouver little, Vancouver. little bit of fake hope, but I think. It's. I think it's Knights when the first two Wild steal a game, Kapanen or Talbot goes playoff mode, and the Knights say no, thank you, and they stomp them the next two games, um, almost exactly like uh, the Wild and the Hawks in 2013. That's exactly how I see the series. Remember Jason Zucker's overtime goal? Oh, I I remember it actually. I actually have a specific memory about it. Um, I was at uh, I was at the rink. I was actually doing learn to play that day, and um, we would hang out at the rink and we would watch the games, and uh, there was literally. Like I'm talking like 30 people just huddle up watching the game together. Uh, unfortunately, a sad ending, but man, great call by uh, the now retired uh, Doc Emmerich. Beautiful call. Um, is Kenny Albert the uh, like the main play-by-play guy in the U.S. now? Uh, it's him and Forslund. They split it. Oh, half okay. and half. Yeah, and, and God, please. Oh, and there's this guy who do the West Coast ones. I hate him. I don't know his name. He's bad. Really? Kings one? Right. Wait, who? Is he the Kings? Kings one? Is it Brendan Fox? Yeah, I don't like him. I don't I like, like him. him. Oh man, I like him. I don't mind him. He's, he's okay. Yeah. He, he's better than uh, Kenny Albert, dude. You can't. You yeah, can't I don't like Kenny Albert. Sir. Kenny Albert. I, I, I think Kenny Albert's a good dude, but I just can't stand his voice. I, I don't like. I can't either. I don't like his voice. It's funny because hearing his voice, as much as I don't like it, does bring me back to some really good memories of the Hawks. Yeah, so definitely. I, I, I give him I that. You know, I was always Pete Schrader, and he's dead. So, fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but if you want to hear some good calls, go listen to classic Dave Schrader calls. Oh, Dave Schrader's 
Dave Strait is great. I, uh, I'm man. so fucking lucky that we have Chris Cuthbert for Sportsnet. Man, he's the best. He's my favorite. Oh, I want to speaking of which, do you want to get into the next series? This is going to be interesting because I was going to say first, Mark Stone is going to make Kaprizov look like oh they're gonna put patcherati stevenson and stone on Kaprizov the whole series okay stone is going to clamp kaprizov down kaprizov is going to get maybe like a point or two once he kind of gets used to playoff hockey and maybe breaks through the coverage a little bit you know kind of gets used to it but for most of that series mark stone is going to clamp him the fuck down that's just what he does he's going to do it i'm going to have one of theodore petrangelo on him the whole game petrangelo oh my god yeah yeah. Who, by the way, has been really heating up for them, which is what they need. Petrangelo? Yeah. Good. Yeah, he had a rough little go for a bit, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So this series is the most interesting one because you actually have a stake in this being a, you know, a noted Leafs fan. Fuck, man. So I want to hear your thoughts on this first. Do you think the Leafs finally win their first playoff series since 2004? Yeah. Yes. I they do it. Uh, I think it's... You know, it's funny because I have almost this, as a Leafs fan, and a lot of Leafs fans, I think, have this, this little brother mentality. I just want them to By be By the way, thrilled. first time these teams have met in the playoffs since 1979. Oh, that's... That that's, just tells you how bad the Leafs have been, honestly, because the Habs have been there a bunch. <laughs> so those late 70 yeah. Habs are probably the best hockey well, teams. Well, it's crazy because, I mean, the Leafs weren't bad in the 90s. It's a shock. Oh, they had, a, they had I think they made the conference final in 99 in 2002. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, they I'm surprised lost, they and, they, and they made the conference final like in the early nineties too, ninety three and ninety four. I think yeah. they lost oh, all the time. So we we know about that. Yeah, ninety three. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, I do think that it's funny because I'm I think they're gonna beat the Habs, um, but it's sort Good of boy. this like I want I want the Bruins. I want the Bruins. Dude, it's like the Capitals and Penguins. Like, if we're going to win, let's slay the Dragon exactly. on the way. Exactly. I know they're going to play the Bruins for the Cup, right? Oh, my God. I, that, we need that. We need if that. they play the Bruins for the Cup and win, I will never complain about the Leafs ever again. I would hope literally no Leafs fan ever complains ever again. Because I'm sorry. It's, it, when, if the Leafs ever win the Cup, it's like the Cubs in baseball. Cubs fans can literally never complain ever again. Like, no, sorry. no. You're one. Honestly, you, God, you I, just, like, I was always like, like a very Cavs like... For basketball. They finally yeah. won. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You're done. I've always been like a kind of a fair weather baseball fan. And after the Cubs won, I was just like, I'm a little more like... I was so much... I was much more casual because I'm like, I, I got to see the history. Like, I don't really... Not a huge baseball guy, but I got what to see it, 108 happen. years. 108 years. The fact that, like, like I understand going through a drill, but the mathematical odds of that, like, not at least winning one, that's fucking great. I still, that blows my mind. Yeah, seeing my dad, like, jump up and down, like, it's never going to leave my mind. And yeah, yeah, really, it just, it was a beautiful moment for Chicago. We'd, we'd walk around the city, people are just, like, graffitiing everything, you know, you see all this. You know, Cubs memorabilia being sold everywhere. Everyone's, you know, walking around in Cubs gear. I, I walked into Jake Arrieta, shook his hand. Uh, he could have crushed it if he put, if he squeezed just a little bit harder. What a man. <laughs> like, what a terrifying man. Just a Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I, I don't think the Leafs go all the way this year, unfortunately. Ooh. But please. You think they're on the second round? I think they're out in the second or third round. Um, probably more likely the third. Um, but I, 
you, I pray to God, man, like, please let this be the year. It's perfect. It's so perfect for them. I, I'm praying, man. Like you, I, all I can do is hope, man. I just hope this is the year. So I, I say, uh, I say Leafs in five. I don't think the Habs give them that much trouble. Leafs have been pretty good against the Habs this year. Um, I think when you have guys like Nick Felino, you know, guys like that in the locker room, that helps a lot. Joe Thornton, you know, to kind of have that. That's so dude. I think that helps a lot in terms of your playoff mindset. I think that having those two guys, and I, I don't want to rag on about leadership too much, you know, and in intangibles, but it does have a place. Like you played any kind of organized sports, even at like, you know, travel level, you know, having a sound locker room is the first thing you need. You need to have a team that's well, you know, well gelled and, uh, you know, has that chemistry. I think Joe Thornton and Nick Felino probably helped that a lot. We've seen Thornton do it all year and Felino seems to really fit in as well. I think that's helped a lot. And I think that maybe, just maybe that's what they need to kind of get their minds right in this playoffs. If Toronto wins, I don't want to see Toronto win the cup, but if that means that Joe Thornton gets to lift the cup, I'm perfectly that's fine with I'm that. That's what I'm saying. If man, if you're not a Leafs fan, you ha- you still have to root for that. Come on. Oh, absolutely. Even Jason Spets as well. Yeah. Oh, Jason Spets too. And Wayne obviously. Simmons too. Like they got oh, all those kind of they guys. They have so many. Like, dude, they have the best 2013 team on that fourth <laughs> <Yeah>. line. <laughs> so yeah, no Leafs in five. So. Okay. Habs actually have some oh, pretty... Oh, Jack Campbell started, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They should. Well, do you think they go to Anderson for a game? Not a chance think, in hell. Unless, Ander- unless, unless Campbell gets chilled they for do six, have not a chance that. in hell. I think Anderson gets the first game, but I think that they should no. go with Campbell. Dude, they're not giving Anderson the first game, dude. They're not. Veteran, man. Veteran presence. I'm sorry, man. I've seen it too much, but I hope so it's Campbell. They're giving it to the guy who went 16-2-2 two two to finish the year for their team. Trust me. <sighs> I hope so. The Habs are not that dumb. The Habs, it's the Leafs. How am I supposed to have a hope there? Johnson literally confirmed it basically yesterday on the podcast. Okay, good. Okay, I didn't so, listen. To there's God. not a doubt in my mind. Campbell's like gonna. Then I would definitely have to listen to that. Thank God, that's a relief for me. The Habs what are you gonna say though, Pierce? <laughs> oh my god, I've been here like five times. So the Habs have pretty good metrics. This is the fifth time getting it out, but they don't have the finishing talent that Toronto Ooh, has. Um there is the carry price factor, but I just don't know if he can shut it down against a higher power team like Toronto. I mean, it's so hard for me to to choose Toronto because I need to see them do it before I believe it. Like I you know, like I need to see them do it before I pick them, but I also think they have pretty good match. I think Montreal kind of like takes the first game, kind of puts a bit of a scare into it, but I think Toronto figures it out and wins in six. Yeah, I really just the only way I could see the Leafs, the Le- the only team it's that can beat the Leafs this series is themselves. That's yeah. the only way they yeah. lose this series is if they get in their own way. And hey, we've seen it before, so but I just I don't know, man. Carey Price has not played lately. I know that for a fact. Like, they haven't played Carey Price in a game since, like, Jan- Like the Leafs haven't, at least. They haven't played him in a game yeah, in a and long Montreal time. Injuries, too, like, Denoway, don't yeah. Uh, yeah. Bit banged so, like, up. could Cole Caulfield really carry everyone on offense now? Like, him and Suzuki and Toffoli? Because that's about all they got going for him right now. Hey, come on. Five. Josh Anderson, dude. Oh, my God. You know he and Domi finished with the same amount of points, right? I'm sure Jason Spets had more points than <laughs> It's just oh man, but um, I don't know. I, I like you said, I could see this have stealing a game or two. I got Leafs in five, I believe, just because I I don't know. I feel like they're gonna figure it out because this like people don't talk about it, but this team is better defensively than they have been in the last four years. Like their system's better, they're way better five on five than they've ever been. 
Like, yeah, their power play is not good, but their penalty kill is good. Like, they kind of remind me, like, they're not the same. They're not the same. But in terms of the way they play, it's like the 2013 Hawks. Because remember in the playoffs, they had that terrible power play. Just, they couldn't buy a power play goal. Has the power play ever been good for the Black? Like, were they good at all? 2010. 2010 was okay, but 2013 and 15. 15, yeah. They had like under 20%. percent both both those years. But like, it doesn't matter when you're so good five on five. And the Leafs have some of the best five on five metrics in the league from what I remember. So, I I, I got a five. Matthews is hot too, so that always helps. And Tavares is getting hot too. (laughs) They're 11th in uh, Corsi, but then they're second in expected goals for and high danger chances for. Yeah. And they just they it'll be like one of the, like you said it'll be one of those series where they're just gonna hold the puck the whole time and it's gonna and Montreal's gonna be like all right when you fuck up we'll try but you know and like the Habs I think up, so <laughs> like they just they simply don't have like the firepower that Toronto has the if they have in the series I'll never talk I'll never talk again about anything if they I'm, win or lose oh if the Habs win I'm leaving to Alaska and never talking to anybody <laughs> oh, again. Dude. It's gonna have it's gonna be the most fun offseason ever. We're getting Nylander. It's gonna be epic. Dude, <laughs> fun for you. The trade is one for one. <laughs> oh boy. Stop. So last series, Jets versus Oilers. Who do you guys have? Jets versus Oilers. Man, that's gonna be a fun series. I say the Oilers. I yeah, say the Oilers. I've talked about defense being, you know, something that wins championships in the playoffs. And Winnipeg does not have that. Does not have that. They have Connor Hellbuck. It's just like Nashville in that sense, except they have an offense. It's is- basically Nashville with an offense. Um, but I yeah, think that, that that style that they're playing works mm-hmm. in the playoffs. If you're scoring goals and your goalie's a wall, that works. That's the, it, that's the scary part. It can yeah. work. I just think that Connor McDavid. I that's just think you're like what? Uh, Connor McDavid. I, not knocking McDavid. I no, I'm saying about this series, and I'm gonna. You know what? I I penciled in the Oilers in like five, but now I'm starting to think. I'm like, man, let's say Ehlers is 100% next Wednesday. And he's ready to go. Their power play's good to start the series. Yeah, McDavid's a fucking wagon, and like he scores every time he's on the ice. Guys, we saw what they did in the playoffs last year. They can't run four lines. But they have, but they have, they're deeper now. They're deeper. That's the thing. They're deeper now. Like, that's what I, that's what I like about the team now. I will not hear that argument. No. They're not deeper, Jimmy. They have five players over 30 points, and three of them are defensemen. They are not deeper. They're two defensemen. They're not deeper. They're not. They're not. They're not. They have players with less than 10 points. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you finish, Skip. I'm going to let you finish, Skip. Adrian Kopp going up against Jujar Kara and Kyle Turris. And, People act like the Edmonton defense is it is better this year. Darnell Nurse took a step. Tyson Berry's been Tyson whatever. Barry. a defenseman Shut guy. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Mike Smith's been a wagon too, but I just dude, I can see a world where yeah, McDavid's lighting it up, but no one else is lighting it up on Edmonton like they were last year. Winnipeg gets a couple goals here and there. Hellebug makes the saves he needs to save. They steal a couple games they're not supposed to win. I don't know, guys. I got Oilers in seven, but I could definitely see this game, this series getting out of hand because yeah. out of all the teams that Edmonton could have faced, I think Winnipeg was going to give them the most trouble. Like Montreal, they probably oh, yeah. pretty well. Well, they could have handled the Leafs too. I think if they played the Leafs, I could have had the Oilers. The thing with Winnipeg is, yeah, they're advanced. They're, they're, their metrics defensively are awful. I know that for terrible. Of course, oh, yeah. they're not good. They're not good. But the thing is, the Jets are also one of the streakiest teams in the league. 
And they're getting a like after tonight. Like obviously we don't know how they're going to perform tonight. It's a, this game's going to be a crapshoot against the Leafs, but they're going to get four days off. Maybe Ehlers comes back. That brings you that depth. You maybe like I think people also forget Pierre Luc Dubois was a fucking horse in the playoffs the last two years. Like the guy knows how to turn it on when it matters. So that, you, you that's an that X factor. David the whole series that allows Shifley to go up against a guy like Turris or Drysidle. Who I'm sorry, I don't think Drysidle is the best defensively. I don't either. think Turris is playing. You know what I mean? No, it's not. like they're not deep. <laughs> it's like Ryan McLeod. Like yeah, I'll put a 20 year old up against oh, Mark he's, Shifley. Yeah, but he's goes. been real solid. I like him. I really like him. I think he might be a bit of a breakout guy in the playoffs. But I but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying though. This blows up in because everyone's already penciling in that McDavid Matthews second round. And like, yeah, McDavid could score 15 points in seven games. But, but if, if nobody everyone, else does, like six points total, give me a problem. Like, I that's just my opinion. I could see this going just see. Off. Schmitty brings up very good um, uh, logical explanations, but here's the thing. Connor McDavid defies logic. We thought he was going to have a great year this year, like put up 80, 85 points. That would be amazing, but no, he went past 100. And I think there's another gear he can find. Like he was, I think he was great in that Chicago series last year. But again, like you said, there's no depth at that team, but I just think McDavid's on a whole nother level. It doesn't matter what happens. I think he'll carry them past Winnipeg. I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be like a, I think it's a shoe in, like you said, but I think we'll lose this in six. I, I want to say though, like, and I just want to Schmitty. I could. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was, I just want to say, I want to see Matthews versus McDavid because that might oh, be the only time. We that. all do. I just, I could see a world where it gets fucked up because the Oilers do some stupid shit this series. Like, Schmitty, I think you're, I think the points you made like fantastic. I think a really good comparison, honestly, they're the jets look a lot like the Blackhawks last year. They all so, are dude. Yeah. They have they're, two they're a good line. I can hit very, great offense uh, up top. Decent ish bottom six. And, and a series and a goalie who can steal a series, right? Crawford and Helba can both do that. Crawford needs to get his due. He was he's as good as anybody in that series in the one after. Um, and the Hawks defense, we you know, was horrible that year, was horrible that that series, and yet they still won. However, I the Oilers have been there now, that's why I the feel the Oilers that, are red hot. And the, here's another thing like, they, it's they, huge. The so Oilers have been red hot, the just, Jets have been so cold. I no, just have a feeling about that's why the week off thing might do them favors, if anything. That's why. Yeah. Like, I could easily say Jets in six. I could say Oilers in six. But I'm leaning more towards Oilers in six right now. And it's not just Connor McDavid. This team just looks more well-oiled. Dominic Cahoon is ah, no pun producing. Hey, Dominic, <laughs> this year, I, Dude, I love Dominic Cahoon. I miss that, man. I forgot was Jesse Pugliarvi. He's been I was going to say, he, you get another guy like Pugliarvi who's gelling into this team, who's adding to this offense, Kyler Yamamoto. Is underperforming. He has not. I want to see him in the playoffs. I want to see that guy in the playoffs. I love that guy. Great for the playoffs, that kind of guy. Okay. I just, can, I, can I counterpoint real quick? Can I just counterpoint? I'll let you go. All of them great. Who do they play with every night? Connor McDavid. And that's why. That's the huge point. McDavid can win that series. They got to do it on their own series. You're going to need a guy like Poyarvi to carry the third line. You're going to need a guy like News to not go. You can literally go, you can go McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nuge, and you can put Nuge on either one's wing. I think they that and, and, and McDavid or Dreisaitl can, can play, can, and set, can just make shit happen. I, I, I know it's a little far-fetched. There's just something about this team where it seems like it, it gives me vibes of teams like the Blues in 2018-19. 
not the same structure, but the idea that they just kind of they're just kind of rolling right now. There's just something in the water, kind of like the Panthers. There's just something there. So my, my logical mind says I agree with you, Schmitty, but there's just some gut feeling I have about this Oilers team. So I gotta say Oilers and six. I don't so, I don't disagree with you picking the Oilers. That's a safe pick. I just dude, yeah. this team plays different when Ehlers is healthy. And if Ehlers is oh. in this lineup and you do and you line up match Dubois with McDavid and you give Shifley and Wheeler those minutes against their really, really subpar top bottom six. And know, here's man. the thing, I'm you know, saying, like what if Mike Smith isn't nine thirty six? I don't I think Costin's gonna be in there and be a decent goalie. I don't think Mike Smith is gonna be like this in the playoffs. They're starting him though. They're gonna I don't start. think he's gonna. I think they're gonna have to go back to Koskinen just like last year. I know Smith was bad in the year, before, like he was bad going into there. Then I just got a gut feeling that Mike Smith's gonna blow it like he uh, has done in the past. But well, like, I get what thing. you guys mean. McDavid's in another gear. I just can't. I can't look past what happened last year against the Hawks. The guy had twelve points in four games, and they still no, lost. Drysaddle had nine points in four games, and they still lost. McDavid had three. Why they still three. lost because they couldn't fucking compete with the Hawks' fourth line. And that's pathetic to think about looking back on. Hey, Matthew Highmore, don't give him, don't disrespect Slater him. Slater Cuckoo and Oli Mata. Matthew I've Highmore what this does when they face even a remote amount of depth. Okay. Matthew Highmore is the next Pavelski with his deflections. <laughs> don't disrespect. <laughs> and no, I thing. honestly think the safe pick is the, the Jets. I just think that they're more uh, like this. Yeah, maybe the the Jets pick. They're ice cold right now. I'm just saying if Ehlers yeah. is healthy. Hello bucks on his head. Watch the fuck no, out. Oilers are gonna match up McDavid. They have home ice. They're gonna match McDavid against the Shifley Connor Wheeler line. They can't play defense at all. No, they're they're that's, that's I want to say thing. Now, now you're gonna have guys like Dubois and Ehlers that can go up against the secondary talent. And I dude, think Ehlers gets moved like Verona in the offseason. Like you know what I mean? I don't trust those guys to fucking stop these guys on offense. I wouldn't even trust them to stop an Andrew Cop. Like <laughs> But he's fast. How are you supposed to stop that? Just how deep Winnipeg's forwards are. And how, if they want to, they can drop six a game if they just put their shit together. Like, yeah, Mason Appleton taking a step. Like, oh, I don't think, good. like, the Oilers maybe have that in Ryan McLeod, but I haven't seen it. I've seen it, like, in possession, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Two, three this games. Is, this is the one series I could see surprising everyone because everyone's picking Edmonton and everyone's. Mm, oh. I think it's right down the middle, in my opinion. I think, but it leans more Jets in terms of safe picks. I, I said it at a really weird time. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I just kind of a random fact. I really feel like Ehlers is in the same position as Verana, just this analytics god, this possession beast, arguably the best forward on their team. Mm-hmm. If Ovechkin didn't exist, we ignore that. And I think that he's going to go to a team that actually knows how to utilize him. Like Chicago. Or, but I, I. Great God that that happens, but I either way, I just want to see Ehlers go to a team uh, the way that Jake Verona has and is given top line minutes and is given the responsibility that he know that he that he's perfectly fine to to take on and and thrive. I, I, I believe hope they won the same draft as well. Also, I will say this: if the Jets lose, Paul Paul Maurice is getting canned, and he like, should be. From what I've heard, uh, he should. If, he, if they don't win this series, he's getting he fired, been fired because you don't get to sour on talent that much. Yeah, I from what I've seen, like just on Twitter, it sounds like he should have been canned, like you said, Pierce, way before this. Anyway, in the bubble when they got fucking bag skated by the Flames. Yeah, oh, I forgot that. And it's not even like a good team. It was the Flames. It was the fucking. It's the fucking Flames beat them. I can't believe it was like the eleven seed Flames or some shit like that. And then the Stars dropped seven on them in game whatever. Yeah, it was like seven to three in game six, I think. Yeah. 
Ikachuk wasn't playing and he was pissed. Do you me. have so? Do you have all our picks written down, Schmitty? Yeah, I got them all down right now. Right, you want to list them let's out? Let's go. Let's I go. One second, I gotta put in the Ed- I was on the Jets rant, so I gotta fucking <laughs> fix that. All right, you had Oils and six, and then Jimmy, you had Oilers and six too, or Oilers and six, six right now? Yeah, right now I'm saying Oilers and six, but that's that one. It doesn't surprise me. Winnipeg wins, but it's so hard to bet against Connor. Gonna, we're kind of all like, picking the same stuff. Up. This is like this really it's feels always hard. For me, it's like 51-49 Jets in terms of like my my opinion. It's just it's so hard to really say, man. All right. So here's the recap. We got Bruins, Caps. Uh, Jimmy's got Boston in five. Pierce has Boston in six. I got Boston in six. Isles, Pens. I got Isles in six. Jimmy's got Isles in six or five. Pierce has the Isles in six, so pretty consensus there. Brett Canes, I got Canes in four. Jimmy's got Canes in five. Pierce has Canes in six. <laughs> then the Bolts Panthers, I have Bolts in six. Jimmy has Panthers in six. Uh, Pierce has Panthers in seven. Blues Abs, I got Panthers in five. Pierce has or not Panthers shit. Abs in five. Pierce has Abs in four. Jimmy has Abs in three because yes. <laughs> um, wild versus <laughs> Wild versus Knights. I got the Knights in five. Jimmy's got the Knights in five, and Pierce yes, has the Knights. And then the Leaf series, Jimothy's got the Leafs in. Would you? I, I didn't put down the Leafs for some reason. Whoops. But I think you guys had five and six, right? I had five. Leafs and six. I have. Yeah. Yes, sir. Leafs and okay, six. So Leafs and five. Six, yes, and Jimmy had Leafs in five. I got Leafs in five also. And then the Oilers, Jets. I have Oilers in seven. Pierce has Oilers in six. And Jimmy has Oilers in six. Yes, sir. So pretty consensus picks across the board. So naturally, everyone's. Yeah. That. Yeah, what was the one? Yeah, we're actually, we're all gonna be wrong. On? Yeah, what was the one we're most different on in terms of like teams and games? Because again, I thought we were pretty like uh. Uh, it's it's that Bolt series. I got the yeah. Bolt. Yeah, it's I got funny the because the the Oilers the one was like a whole like conversation. Yet yeah, we had the same. We had the same well, yeah. no, I want to pick the Jets in seven, but you know what? Fuck it, I'm putting Jets in seven. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna yeah, be that guy. Skip Bayless. Skip, yeah. you have the Jets in seven. Right now, preposterous. Schmitty right now is uh, Skip Bayless arguing with himself about Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs) South Park hasn't parried, at least from what I've seen, they haven't parried parodied um like skip bayless or Stephen a smith because that seems like something hey why are they missing out on come on now yeah i'm gonna be honest i'm surprised none of y'all picked the penguins i thought one of you was gonna pick the penguins no there's just something about the there's dude they they've gone (laughs) talk about a well-oiled team man barry trotz has solidified that in every way possible he's got oliver wallstrom scoring goals man like come on I would say the Penguins, but like I always say, don't bet against the Penguins. But the past couple of years, they got swept by the Islanders. They lost to the Canadians, and then you look at the Islanders. They've they won against uh, the Penguins in 2019, and then they um, made it to the conference final. Like they were, I think they took Tampa to a game six against ta- a game six and game like, six it's overtime. Just, yeah, game six overtime. That's what I was trying to say. But yeah, I don't know. I I thought I said Islanders seven, but I'll I'll just stick with Islanders and six, whatever. I don't I'll know. Put for you. All right, yeah, I'll do Islanders in seven because I think that's going to be a close series, though. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I just, that's about it. Sorry. Yeah. Oh no worries. Yeah, I think that's it for our playoff preview. I can't wait for all of our series to be wrong. Yeah, oh, dude, this is going to be the 2019 playoffs all over again, where all the fucking lower seeds win, and we just are just we're just sitting there like, so the Predators beat the Hurricanes in five. 
Blues, blues and five is going to make me drink again. Oh, dude, if the Blues beat the Avs, I'm done. Avalanche, Blues. <laughs> No, they, the abs, I'm so serious. Unless they're starting Michael Hutchinson in Game Seven of the second round, they have no excuse. It's Conference Final or bust this year for them. Uh, they don't have Brandon Saad though. What, what, what? Man, if I'm I'm trust in this team. Yeah. How do you let your star player get injured like that? Unbelievable. Off with Grubauer though, because he, he this, he's had a good year, but he's got to keep it going. All it is. He did it in the playoffs the one time with the Caps, so. My team to watch out for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, the Avs. Uh, they have because I don't think Francois is gonna play. But then you have Dubnik and Jonas Johansson. I believe. What what happened to Francois? Did he just get injured again? Seems like their goalies get injured all the time. Dude, they need like they need a medical staff change up. Like I'm sorry, but like broke the IR. Yeah, and if Bauer gets injured and they play Vegas, I think Vegas takes that. Oh, for sure. Even if even if uh, Leonard stinks, they can just put Flurry in, or Flurry stinks, they can put Leonard in. Yeah, which Flurry is going to get the start by the way. Like you look at his numbers, so better. Which is what you do if like last year Leonard was better, you play Leonard. Flurry's better this year, you play Flurry. It's not. It's not that. It's not rocket science, boys. Well, like the management's done a good job with that, but like from a fan standpoint, like why is Leonard playing with you know? Because there's a bunch of fucking flurry stands, and they're all sixteen. Like, oh my god, he's my uwu. That's one good thing about having having Pete DeBoer as coach because I felt like Gerard Gallant would have more like of an attachment to Mark Andre Fleury and played him last year. Jones, so he's like, all right, let's just let's just ride the hot hand. I'm not dealing with this crap where I ride a goalie into the ground. Oh my. <laughs> like I said this all the time, has DeBoer actually changed anything there? They're such oh, a good team. Dude, you've heard me say it. They, he just inherited a system. He inherited a system, and he just ran with it. He's not a good coach. When they fired Gallant, that shit was so stupid. They were like in a playoff spot point percentage-wise, and they were like, they nope, just you're done. They just couldn't get a save. That's all it was. And then they got Leonard. If Alex Adelkovich didn't play less than half of the year, man, Vezina votes. I'm just looking at the goaltenders right now. other votes. Oh, by the way, Nadolkovich was on waivers oh. at the beginning of the season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but don't worry, guys. We got Colin Delia. Yeah. I think about that a little more than I should. Honestly, it's uh, pretty. Like, what a ter- it's, like, it's like Bennington, but I can actually like him because he's not a xenophobic asshole. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I want to end it off on this. Connor McDavid, era adjusted, has had the best season in NHL history. That makes me so happy. Take that, haters. By the way, easily the Vezina finalist this year should be Mark Andre. I'm like looking at this. Oh, Flurry, Saros, and Varlamov, I think. It should be. Oh yeah, Mark Andre, Flurry, Thirty. Actually, that's hard because you got Vasilevsky. Andre Vasilevsky is right. They fucking all played the thirty-six games. This year could get all games. How much he's carried Tampa this year. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's where the debate comes in is that, yeah, Vasilevsky is the reason that they're even competitive for a lot of this. Um, but I think Saros should win it because I think he did the most. Dude, like, he dragged that team. They're not good. Saros. I'm sorry. My opinion needs to be Saros. I know, I, you know we don't like Nashville, obviously, where it's kind of like, you know, it almost feels like a religion in this house or politics. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I think UC Saros wins that. Like, seriously, no bias. I think he's he did the most work of out of any goalie, you know. Appreciate the talent so much, but uh, man, what a young, gritty, talented goalie UC Saros is. Appreciate and, the uh, goalie. One more thing I want to say before we end things off. 
Um, I don't know if you, you guys obviously saw the video with uh, Tim Strutzler, like they were at the house. I think it was Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris, and they started throwing hats, and it's just it's so nice to see that happening. Like, and, and of I course, see... oh, you go, you go. I was just say it's nice to see people in Ottawa be excited for their hockey team again. It's been so long. Ottawa was good down the stretch. Like they were, yeah. Leave from like like they just had a bad start. Like if people were saying was, if it was a full two game season, they I might say, be fighting. Oh, they, I think they make the playoffs. I think they pass they Montreal. They beat the juggernaut Leafs. How could they what? be acting? That's insane. Well, no, there's but, a lot. Yeah, of... Hockey just it's one of those They're teams. Fun. Like they the Senators be like, they feel like an original six team, don't they? Like I don't. Yeah. It's yeah. weird because of that history they had. You know they. I mean, didn't they win the first Stanley Cups? That old Senators team. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. The old Senators team won cups, but yeah. I don't even see like the first cup. Like the. First oh cup. yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the first. Okay, yeah. But no, it. I just. I don't know. I. I. It just feels like hockey's better when the Senators are better, when the Leafs are better, when really any Canadian team is better. But some oh, of yeah. those East Coast teams just hits different. Those the, the Leafs, the Habs, and the Sens when they're good, I love it. So, it's dude. There's a I lot to look for. player. I love that kid. Shane Pinto, and then you look at their like, and I'm pretty sure, sure I'm Brady Kachuk's gonna be yeah. the captain of that team. Oh, yeah, he totally Still is. Still got dude. Shabbat, uh, Bernard Docker. Um, Bernard Docker, no Lassie Thompson, they drafted in the first round. Jake Sanderson, who I still think they should have picked in Drysdale, but I think he's still gonna be like a top four guy. We need to keep bringing that up because it's true, so yeah, sorry, but. Tried to squeeze it in there a little too much. I apologize, but I really want to put that out there. Jared Bernard Docker, um, openly supported BLM, and I just want to say that's really awesome. Like, I just feel like that should be noted because you don't see that in hockey. So I just thought that's really cool. Um, and also Igor Igor Larionov's son, um, maybe the coolest hockey player in the world right now. Definitely the most personality, even though it's a low. Must follow but... on Twitter. That's yeah, oh my god, dude, I love that kid. I, I'm I'm I'm. You know, I joke about how awful you know tourism is in America, but I am going to as soon as I find his website with money in my hand, I am going to become a loser consumer again. So, mm-hmm. just love that guy and his dad. One of the most fun players to watch in the past. Apparently, so, he's getting some uh, consideration. Like he's d- coaching over in Russia, he might come over to the NHL. You know what? You know what? I could see Seattle hiring him because they've done such so many outside of the box things. So I love what they've done so far. That just seems like something they would do. Please, Hawks. I'm sorry. Like, please, isn't it, what his nickname? Oh, is consistent. God, sorry. I would, I would kill to have Igor Larionov in the Blackhawks coaching staff in any, any way at all. Oh my God. All I want is for for us to fire Carlton and get a guy like Boudreaux who actually has a defensive system. Because have we not? We need to bring up Rangers are talking to Gallant. Yep. Yeah, that's so big. that's so good for them. Oh my so gosh! Like let them get a galore. coach who actually deploys young talent well. Yeah. Exactly a coach that actually is a good coach. I'm sorry. Good, if the coach. Hawks can't get him, let a team like the New York Rangers get him. He's going to take Kako. We'll take them in the He's gonna go crazy with that. Dude, that's the Please thing with that's the thing with the Rangers this year. I know I was looking at some of their like possession stats and stuff. Apparently, Kako has been really good at driving yeah, possession. Really She's insane last from last year. Maybe like yeah, if you, good for him because he's got a year. So we're talking about statistics. He's got to be the biggest turnaround player. Well, oh, statistically, last year he was the worst player in the NHL. He was yeah. in the overall. So I, I that. Everyone was just like, oh, well, here's him on the chart all the way at the bottom. <laughs> He's 18. Like, like shut oh. up. 
So like, he just came from It's Finland. crazy because like, we've been blessed with guys like McDavid and Matthews who've come into the league at 18 and 19 and just tore it up. And these guys are going to be studs, but... Joe Thornton like, was bad his first year. Yeah, Joe Thornton. That's Back in history. God. Like, recency really? bias. Oh, even my someone God. Like, even, like, someone like Leon Dreisaitl didn't have, like, a really tough first year. Awful. He was awful. He wasn't yeah. on the scene until, like, 2019. Mm-hmm. 17 pick like it's like it's it drives me nuts because like it's not that hard like you just look at past drafts like people who call jack hughes a bust and kako a bust like, oh jack hughes was great this year they said that and if you know any history of the nhl you know that these players don't always just pop off their first year Get, be patient even like at the Blackhawks right now, like you look at our young players, especially our defensemen. Duncan, it took like Duncan Keith to like his like late, like it was 26 27. Like, yeah, they got into the league at like 22 23 and started playing regular minutes at that time. When they really hit their peak, they were like 26 27. It takes time. I remember that they got traded. I just remember that now. It's just like not every, like I know Hawks fans like want them to be superstars out the shoot, but guys. Taves and Kane were definitely the anomaly. Like that doesn't happen regularly. We're eighteen year olds. Crawford took time too. Crawford took time. He was twenty six. Like we talked about this at Lankanen. I think he came in the league a year before Lankanen. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of people like looking at a season. Like they go, "Oh well, this is what he's having right now. This is what he is." Like, dude, players change. UC Soros was a decent goaltender before this year. He wasn't anything like this. Things are going off. And I think they change the most in hockey more than any sport. And that's the fun of it. Not going all, you know, please like my sport. But I appreciate that. I love that. It's it's unpredictable. That's the fun of it. Yeah, remember Carter Hart was the future of goaltending. And then he had so a now, But now he's, he's, he's a bust too. now. He's a bust now. It's yeah. like yeah, he's, he's, back. he's a bust like, now. Just, yeah, because one year. Such like a, it's, it's not what you've done for me. It's what you've done for me lately. And Thank I get you. that's kind of how we've done the Hawks for sorry. the last few years. But... That's just the way the mm, league is. I think it's a little more deep than that. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm not going to let people off the hook that said McKinnon is was better. McKinnon no, you motherfuckers better. need to come out yeah. of your shells right now. Okay, <laughs> hear me out. What I thought this year was I thought, okay, McDavid is in this little like tweening position between being like he's got this like gap year before being this dominant. I thought this was going to happen next year. And I thought McKinnon was going to have this year, this year, and then go, you know, and then like that was his one. McKinnon big still had year. an incredible season. It's just no, not yeah. David's season. I just thought he was going to have this big year. You know, like I thought he was going to have one big year. And I thought it was going to be this year. I didn't think he was better long term at all. No way. I just thought he was going to like, it was almost like, you know, this crossroads, right? And, you know, then McKinnon was going to do this, this, you know, this every single year after. But, no, McKinnon kind of looks like it looks like he may have kind of hit his ceiling again. We talked about unpredictability in this league, but yeah, um, I'll I'll eat crow on that. I, I thought that, and I, and I wasn't I, trying to like go after him because no, 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 because dude, there were it's fun, <laughs> like it's great, dude. I'm glad I'm wrong. Look because at this T- because TSN also had McKinnon at number one. It's just it's one year, and how bad was McDavid that he had to be jumped out from number one? Like McKinnon is first in scoring if he didn't miss two weeks. Like yeah. it's the dumbest shit. Oh like my God. McKinnon. <laughs> He's definitely, without a doubt, second best player in the NHL. Like, I have oh, no problems with that. But he's not McDavid. McDavid's on a whole another playing level. And that's just... goalie is the best player because they're so unpredictable, dude. It's it's so hard unless to see. Like, yeah. Unless it was like Dominic Hasek in the 90s, dude. Exactly. Right. Or like Price in 2015, I believe. Was, uh, I believe, his year 2015 or 2016. Either one. Yeah, either way. Yeah. I just want one more group of oh, people. Like- 
heart, bro. Because this happened a few years ago, but like it's really starting to prove its point ever since I t- said it. So like back in 2018, I remember like I got into an argument with a bunch of people because I was like, oh, who would you rather have on your team right now? Brad Marchand or Jamie Ben? And I cannot tell you how many fucking people oh, I was said on Marchand. Ben. Yeah, no, they said Jamie Ben because Marshawn does bad things, and I just looked at that crowd immediately, and I was like, if you could have a guy who pisses people off as much as Nazem Khan, doesn't get suspended, and is over a point per game, and you wouldn't want that. Marshawn is third in scoring right now. He's what Tom Wilson could be. He's what Tom Wilson could be. Wilson's not skilled, but in terms of points. That's what Wilson should be, right there. Brad Marshawn is the perfect like pest in this league because mm. he's the pest that can score. So you, it's not he's a guy a, who's just talking shit. You know what I mean? He backs it up. He literally get frustrated. Like he'll just like laugh if you yeah. try to go after him. Yeah, he's the yeah, perfect like, archetype, dude. He isn't. And Wilson doesn't have to be that productive, but that idea, that style. It's just yeah. like I, I like Brad Martian had such a good year this year with all the injuries they had in Boston with like Pasternak and stuff. And I just, I feel like he doesn't get the credit he should get. A lot of the time, for how just how good of a player he's he is, both ways. Scoring, I'm pretty sure. he's been yeah, less he than an asshole this year too. He hasn't. Yeah. I don't remember him doing anything inherently dirty, which is which no, is nice to see. That. Yeah, the but guy he just piss people off. That's that's a different thing, and he does that still. He'll never stop doing that. And you know what? He shouldn't. That's that's his job. It's he's a pass. People, everyone would want that. Like, yeah, no doubt. And he plays. He plays on the penalty kill and power play. You can literally put him anywhere in the lineup. He's probably score. Might, he might be on the Olympic team next year, too. He sure. Oh, he will be. He will be. Like, I'm sorry. I I know that was, like, completely off topic. We were talking about with David, oh, but I feel like he just needs to get his this It's literally year. a podcast, man. Get over it. You're fine. <laughs> You're really doing a podcast. Don't I can't wait till the USA podcast. versus Canada, the Kachucks versus Marshawn and Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be fun. Oh man, tasty TV, man. Dowdy on the back end for Canada going. Turn styling Dowdy, please put it into my veins. We're gonna Riley too, man. I want Dowdy on Team. Oh, I love Riley, but man, he's uh, he's been looking rough this year. I'm really hoping he turns it on the playoffs. Jimmy, I don't know. I know I brought this up to Schmitty, but I think Canada is gonna bring Pelik, Pelik, Adam Pelik, and Ryan Pulak to the Olympic team as a pairing. Ryan Pulak. Yeah, Ryan Pulak. On Pulak. Oh, he's They're Canadian. Of, he's American. Yeah. No, both of them are Canadian. Pelican. I thought you were American. I thought you were American. <laughs> I thought this is America. Ryan Pulak, noted lesbian, by the way. <laughs> no, but um, that uh, you know what? Honestly, Adam Pelik, man, you know what? If you really want to go for that style, go for it, man. Like he's a he's one. Of, he's like the Jalmerson like in the league like right now, isn't he? It's like they're Vlasic, or in yeah, Canada, basically, they're Vlasic. Isn't he kind of a Jalmerson type though? Yeah, he's really yeah, that's, that's one of the best parents. Yeah, in the yeah, you're a national, you're in a national, you know, spot. But like, you know, everyone says, "Well, put you know, the the best hey, like offensive defenseman." Well, maybe put the best at defense. Why not? Hey, Joel Barry Trotz might Barry Trotz might be the coach next year for Team Canada. That's exactly why I believe you're right on that. Yeah, and he should be Barry Trotz should be best coach in the NHL right now. I think it's Barry Trotz, Joel Quenville, and Bruce Cassidy as the coaches. Oh, dude, that's great. Oh my god. You can literally, you could literally, it doesn't, no, there's no head coach. That's just the three, yeah, just arguably three, three yeah. head coaches in the NHL. Rob Hell, Brindamore. Rod Brindamore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd actually put Brindamore there over Cassidy, opinion. Nah. Cassidy's got, Cassidy. Cassidy's had the best defensive system in the league since 2018. It's close. Okay. Like, I, I, I can't argue that. I definitely can't argue that either way. Either way, they're, they're, they're in a good position for coaches. Yeah. <laughs> <Definitely. laughs> 
Hey, what? Oh, is uh, John Cooper American? I think yeah. he is. Hey, no, man. John Tortorella. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, and you know, Sullivan. Oh, Mike Sullivan. That's fine. Who is the best American? Nah, John Cooper's Canadian. Son of a bitch. Thank God. Is Rod Brindamore Canadian? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I don't want John Cooper Cooper's coaching my team. Who? Sorry, Pierce, I interrupted. Who's Peter Laviolette. Peter Laviolette? I think he's sure. American. No, Laviolette and Sullivan are going to be the guys. They're always no, the no, no. Or John Hines. John. John. <laughs> oh my god john hines and john tour <laughs> i actually feel soulless right now like i don't this is team oh, you know team? who they could get hold on Jared i Bedrock? think he's american dude listen oh, is craig berube american no, oh he's no. Nice good though dude nice this usa team is so damn good for the like maybe one of the best USA ever. Like at least Dude, four, coaching four, can't hold this team back. I promise you, because Bowman's the GM, so he's putting talent on this Olympic oh, team. Yeah, no, I no, no, Bowman. You can say what you want about Bowman. That man knows talent. I will always give him that. Oh, that's why, like, I, there's not a doubt in my mind. It's just a matter of having guys like Jack on this Olympic team. Yeah. Well, shit. Um, that was all about it. Hell of a podcast. That's <laughs> great. Got a lot covered there. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to run this uh, Saturday morning. The Bruins and Capitals play tomorrow. I hate how it's only one playoff game. But, hey, man, the I think it's the Oilers and Canucks are playing tomorrow. So. <laughs> hey, so uh, can McDavid hit 110 if he gets, like, a 67-point game? In, like, a 56-game season. I hate it here. <laughs> on pace for, like, almost 160 points. <laughs> That's so goofy. That's, it's, oh, it's so good. That's all you can do. Like when he got that hundred points, I literally just sat there and laughed like the Joker. <laughs> like I don't know what else to do. It's so incredible how good he is. I go to a to a subway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Everything's everything's going wrong. <laughs> nothing yeah, so, nothing makes sense anymore. Society's broken. But I don't I don't think I'll be able to watch that Bruins Cap team because I'll be in Jasper tomorrow. I'm gonna run the start Saturday morning. Go to go see the mountains and stuff, but uh, definitely Sunday I'll be watching those games because I think there's three. The Islanders and Penguins start ten o'clock my time, and then I think it's I forget I think it's Knights and Wild they play at one my time, and then they and then it's Panthers and Bolts. At like well, you're, you're That's going to Jasper. Like so yeah, on Saturday. Oh, I say hi. Huh. Jasper from Family Guy, like the gay dog. Whoa, yo, that's crazy. Crazy. I no, no family guy in this Christian server. No, thank you. Good one, pal. Wholesome, friendly show. Should be better having alcoholic beverage tonight. He's turning 21. 22. 22. Yes, he said 21 on your Twitter. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I had 21 there, but yeah, now I feel like ass. I'm grown. Nah, dude. Honestly, I forget your guys' ages all the time. I'm like, okay, they're somewhere between 20 and 22. They're just 22 age. Because I remember everyone's birthday. That's one thing about me. I will remember everyone's birthday if you tell me once. Like, Like, I know know Schmitty's birthday. Yours is August 8th, right? Yeah. I don't know your birthday. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Schmitty, you're turning 23, right? Yeah. Michael Jordan birthday. (laughs) I turned 21 this year. I actually turned 21. It's just like... That's it. Every no, year no. it's just like cool. Why has been on the like now? 
25 is when your brain fully develops, so uh, I can realize that I'll be stupid forever when I turn 25. Whoa! I still got, still got three. So years. I, this is everything. Like, come on! I still got three no years. more intelligence. Whoa! No oh, more thinking. You're lying that there was any there in the first place. So that's on you, hey. buddy. Oh man! So Jimmy's got the T Swift birthday. My bad. It's feeling like he's 22. Going 22. There we go. I forgot. I, no, I'm playing that song. I'm gonna go blast that. Better. Yes. Swift trying to go to Dave and Buster's tonight. Hopefully that happens. Get some pics for the gram, you know. Wait, play little games. Yo, photo shoot with Apollo? You're celebrating your birthday? That is totally unmanly, Jimmy. You yeah, bro. I need to stay home, pull up my bootstraps, and find a, find a trade job to start yeah, working your life. You can't, and you also can't have dinners for your birthday. That's unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> is it a feminine trait to yeah. celebrate your birthday as a guy? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, yo, is it gay to go to Dave and Buster's on your birthday? <laughs> bro, bro you, you wanna so you wanna spend your birthday night with a bunch of dudes in a room? Ah, I don't know about that. About that man. <laughs> Having fun and whatnot. Oh my god. Men playing arcade games. Uh, feminine trait, thank you. Get away. <laughs> thank you next. Having fun? No, can't have that. My favorite was when, um men having it was something like uh like men having private stories, all these feminine traits, man. I can't take it. <laughs> oh, the men having private Instagrams or like you know, fences. That's Instas, a feminine I have trait. no feminine bro. Am I a girl now? Maybe I am a girl. <gasps> you know what, man? Fuck it. Nothing wrong with that. Be Nothing yourself. Wrong. Be yourself. Who's that? That makes lady? me feminine. Dude, Who's I'm so that lady? Out of here. So, thank you everyone for tuning in. Tuning in. Um, a, oh, this is going to be a long podcast because not only this has gone on for almost two hours, but the Courtney Lachlan interview. This is going to be like close. Yeah, this is going to be like two and a half hours almost. But you know what? We deserve it. We The fans, the one person that listens, uh, aka Julia, they she deserves a two hey, and a half hour. Julia and my podcast. uncle Kevin, they, they deserve this, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't your brother listen to the podcast too? Yeah, Brian does sometimes too. But oh, shout out to Brian. I know Uncle Kevin listens shout to Brian. Uh, noted <laughs> married man. Yeah, noted married man with the kid on the way. Does no, he no way. No, yeah, what? Seven months pregnant. We just saw it. No. Baby girl probably. You're going to be an uncle. Oh, uncle I already am an uncle. I got two nephews. Oh, you are? Shit. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Niece. Shit. What? Fourth what? what? Yeah. I, Dude, I got older siblings, bro. It's crazy. What the fuck? Oh. Anyways, so Shit. yeah, thank you, thank you Still for trying to podcast. Little Jimmy is she's gonna be a sweetheart. Little Jimmy, I'm so happy for her. Little Jimmy, oh, little, <laughs> little Jamie, little Jamie, she's gonna be great. <laughs> Gosh, all right. <laughs> Anyways, take it easy, all. Hope you enjoy the playoffs. Happy birthday, Jimmy. I we make fun of you all the time, but like I we love you. To death, I love but... you, man. We love you to death. I love interacting with you. It's, love it's you, so fun. It's been so much fun, like uh, building this podcast from the ground up. We're almost at a thousand plays. Last time I checked, we're at nine hundred ninety. So hopefully, by this is the time this yeah. is out, we hit a thousand. So yeah, thanks for all for tuning in. Hope you, you guys are getting you know, vaccinated. No, guys. Sorry, you're my birthday present. Oh, doing this yeah. podcast pretty shitty birthday. present. Damn. <laughs> 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 hey, I guess, that? hey, no man, no, no. Hookers, man, no, we don't, we don't support uh, toxic masculinity. I got my sexy boys right here. Uh, it's all good. So, yeah. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Social distance, and uh, talk to you later. Enjoy the playoffs, y'all.
Yes, we'll be, oh yeah by the way we'll be back on <laughs> another thing to bring up three podcasts a week monday thursday saturday so we'll talk to you guys monday bye see ya yes sir